This time on episode 299 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Runaways Season 2, Episode 8, Plast Life, and Season 2, Episode 9, Big Shot. I'm David S. Dawson from The Intellectual Podcast, a show that spotlights creatives from all walks of life, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredibly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, September 8th, 2019, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast worldwide via www.geeks.live. Come on and join our live chat there as we record. Happy National Pediatric Hematology and Oncology Nurses Day, ladies. Nurses are heroes. When I was in the hospital earlier this year, the nurses really had a lot of patience with me, especially when I was in a lot of pain and being very complaining and just sort of wasn't, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't mean, but I was just very much of like, I hurt. Give me something. I still hurt. Give me something more. And it's just, you know. Oh, yeah. My mother-in-law spent some time in the hospital last year, early last year. I believe it was February, March time frame last year. My father was just in the hospital. My son was in the hospital. And the nurses were a big part of the care there. And they're also a big part of, of ordinary care as well, talking about, you know, doctor's offices and clinics and that sort of thing so yeah nurses are great and my daughter's studying to be a nurse so of course out of everything we weren't going to talk about national ampersand day we're going to talk about national pediatric hematology and oncology nurses day of course with that we're going to get on with the rest of the show legends of shield is a fan-based podcast on the abc television show marvel's agents of shield the multiple marvel small screen series and the marvel cinematic and comic book universes in general because of stealing hotel slippers. If you'd like to talk to us about stealing all sorts of hospital items and hotel items, apparently, you can catch us on our website, legendsofshield.com. You can leave us a voicemail about whether or not you've taken all those little shampoos from the hot from a hotel at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You'd like to send us pictures about the wonderful robes that you've taken from the hotel. You can send them to our Facebook account at the Legends of Shield Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Legends of Shield. You can watch us on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash GuineaGeek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of Shield skill. And you can join our Discord server chat at guineageek.com slash Discord, where Michelle does a wonderful job of keeping everybody up to date, including today. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the guineageek.com network. We are down two agents today. We had Agent Haley, who had asked for a day off, so we gave it to her, because what are we going to do? Say no. And then also, 
Agent Lauren is still not with us. Please send her your thoughts on Twitter or however you can get a hold of her. She's also in a Discord server. So please, we're hoping to have her back next week. She's going through some tough times. So please let her know that you are thinking about her because we sure are. And with that, Michelle, I think it's time to start talking about the runaways. We are talking two episodes of The Runaways. That's how we're handling these series to try to get caught up these days with all the Netflix and the Hulu and the ABC family or whatever it's called, Freeform, I guess, series that are out today. So the first episode is called Past Life. Michelle, what do you got for the creative team behind that? This episode was directed by Anna Maestro, who has 28 directing credits starting in 2008, including 12 episodes of Royal Crush, six Guidance, Four of Jane the Virgin, one Shameless, one Runaways, four episodes of The Boat Type, and one In the Dark. This episode was written by Kendall Rogers, has one writing credit starting in 2018, and that's two episodes of Runaways. Big Shot, which is the second episode that we're covering today, was directed by Wendy Stanzler, who has 65 directing credits starting in 2004. She has episodes directed of Sex in the City, five episodes of Desperate Housewives, five episodes of 90210, I assume that's the new one, not the old one, four episodes of Ugly Betty, four episodes of The Vampire Diaries, five episodes of Pretty Little Liars, four episodes of Parks and Rec, two episodes of Sleepy Howl, three episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., eight episodes of Arrow, one episode of The Runaways, that would be this one, two episodes of The Tick, and one episode of Dispatches from Elsewhere. This episode, Big Shot, was written by Kirk A. Moore, who has four writing credits starting in 2010, two episodes of American Crime, one episodes of 13 Reasons Why, and three episodes of Runaways. These episodes aired on Hulu December 21st, 2018, or were streamed there, and they were based on what comics, Michelle? Runaways, uh, which is the comic by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian Alfana. We have... These two episodes, and I have to say, I was impressed about how much happened in these two episodes. It seemed to me, at least. Second time through, Michelle, was there a lot going on to you? I'm glad I watched them back to back, because when I watch them one at a time, again, the pace is, you know, slow, but it's kind of, it's picking up. It's finally, some pieces are finally falling into place. Okay, that's fair. And I did find myself in both episodes of the 15-minute mark scrolling down to see how much time had gone by and i was like only 15 minutes but that could have just been because i was pressed for time so i'm glad we had this talk that it was slow to you too okay so we're going to talk about everything that happened and let's start with something that happened in the first episode where there's something going on with old lace what's going on with old lace michelle well old lace and gert are sick and because they're linked, they're trying to figure out, is Old Lace sick and it's impacting Gert, or is Gert sick and that's impacting Old Lace? That's a great question, because it could be that Gert is off her meds again after her stint in the hospital, although I thought she got some meds to take with her. And it could be whatever Old Lace was shot with, with the drone, because Old Lace was out. And about, and some drone found Olace and then injected her 
And that might get into what is going on with Tina and Stacy, which is largely brought out in the second episode, but I think we need to talk about it because I think it might have impacted Olay. So what's going on with Tina and Stacy? Tina and Stacy is not related to Gert and Olay's. Okay, because I thought they might be doing something behind the scenes. So, okay, my inference is that they have been inhabited by a couple of those lights that we saw from the ship. So that's my inference of what's going on because they obviously weren't themselves. Stacy didn't wear glasses and Tina was eating cake. They are obviously not themselves. Correct. But okay, so ding, ding, ding for you. Yay! T- with Tina and Stacy, but that's not what's happening with Gert and Odlace. Okay. Okay. Not related. I, I was trying to combine stuff together. Apparently <laughs> it wasn't true, but something's going on. As a matter of fact, something's going on so much that Gert collapses and they think that she might even be dead at the end of the second episode. Big shot, but I'm assuming that she's not, but, or, or they'll find some way to revive her. But yeah, something's definitely going on between those two and they're connected. So what's happening with one is happening with the other, kind of like E.T., right? I know. It, I tried not to bring that up but if you ever watched et and i suggest no matter how old you are you go and you find it it's a wonderful movie elliot and et get so connected that they do start to feel what they're feeling and when one gets ill the other one gets ill and that that is type the the type of relationship that they have the one thing i i want to caution anybody who has not seen et aka extraterrestrial is that there is a very young drew barrymore in that movie that all she seems to do, which might annoy somebody that has not seen it before, is scream. She's a little bit more important to the movie than that. But I'm just warning you, if you go watch E.T. and you have not seen it before, Drew Mary Moore, as a very young girl, screams a lot. That was her job. Yeah, right. And Spielberg wrote the character that way and everything. But it could have been a little annoying to somebody that was expecting more from the movie. Anyway, the first episode past life opens up with a wonderful montage because we're finally getting some past of what's going on with jonah we only go back as far as 1932 i'm assuming jonah's been around for thousands of years and the inference that i got from the montage to begin with is that jonah had jumped previously from host to host and in the I forget where it was, if it was at, yes, it was at the end of the montage there with the the third one in the 70s. He basically said, I don't want to, oh no, was when Carolina was listening to his recorded, hey, time to meet your father message on a little whizzy, I don't know what it was, tablet or whatever. And he mentions that if he jumped to a host, his memory of her would be gone. That's why He wanted to stay in the body, which kind of coincides to when the disappearance of the bodies were right. So for the past 15 years, so that would be about the time. So anyway, I loved seeing that. And I don't know if we're going to get any more into the history as the series goes on, but I liked that at least. Michelle, did you like seeing those scenes the second time around? Yes. And it just really goes to show what Jonah has had to go through. Jonah's been alone. I do not excuse any of his actions, but it does illustrate how alone Jonah has been for a very long time. And one could argue because he's been around for so long and having to jump in to various organisms over and over again, 
what that's sort of done to his perception of time and of life. And we get that nice scene of, well, human Jonah, Dr. Jonah, and the preacher who is now, you know, older and such. And he tells Jonah, this is going to hurt. You're going to fight, but eventually you will lose the sense of yourself and you will be gone. And it's just, it's like, it wasn't even consensual. It was just, I've got to move on and you're here and technology hasn't caught up with my technology. That's what he's been waiting for. It's what Jonah's been waiting for all this time is for our technology to catch up to his species because of the ship and everything. And then it's that hostile takeover, if you will. So if he landed in what is now California, let's just say 2000 years ago, I have no idea how long ago it was. Let's just say it's 2000 years ago. That is a long time to wait because you don't know what's going on in actual civilization. Not that the Americas weren't actual civilization, but you don't have the Western civilization, which is really the start of the industrial age around you at all until the settlers come in the mid 1600s. And even then the continent isn't even really settled until the mid 1800s maybe so that's a long time to be waiting for technology to to catch up i wonder what he tried maybe he was part of the mayan society or the the incas trying to raise them up to uh, a, a higher standard of science maybe i don't know it's a lot uh to process there of the alien being of jonah because I don't know what his real name is. I don't know if we find out in the future or not, but we find Dr. Jonah and that is what the alien becomes is Jonah. So that's what his name is called. I have no idea what his alien name is, but he did mention with his family as he was telling Carolina that you couldn't pronounce the name. So maybe we can't pronounce him. I don't know. Lots to figure out there. And when he takes over Jonah, he ends up finding David who is in bed with Florence and Laura. It's Aura, Aura, right? Yeah, it's, it's the two, it's the Shining Twins. Right, so they've been there since day one. They've been there since the beginning, and Leslie was a small child at the time. And it's like jonah saw her and he said you know he saw something in her and we're going to know each other for a long time which is gross (laughs) it is do you think he had that sort of idea in his head the moment that he saw her i think so because you learn something else in a i think it's in the i can't remember which episode it is but Uh, It's not too much of a spoiler. There's a photograph. I don't think we found it yet. There's a photograph of Jonah and Leslie. Have we? And then Leslie is young, and we actually saw that episode where you know her father died, and Leslie's at the the church. She was groomed. That's what the official term is. It's called grooming, and she was groomed since she was a child to completely believe in Jonah completely give herself over to Jonah and we get Carolina and all that and pride and such. And she finally thinks Leslie finally thinks that she is free, that she, that it's all a bunch of crap really. Cause it's based on Jonah and, and his alien 
being i mean it's cool that there's aliens out there and pride even talks about it but leslie's finally like we're free we're shutting the church down we can move on with life and frank's like what are you talking about first of all frank is all over the church and second of all frank has this little problem that he's killed somebody frank impressed me this episode he took things to another level i didn't think he was capable of he finally found as he said i finally found my voice i finally have a purpose i have the role of a lifetime the church is established i don't care if you built it or whatever it's now mine i'm going to take it you're going to help me fix this and she actually he actually convinces leslie to use detective flores one last time which that plays into something later on and then he gets what we call the shining twins he convinces them that leslie's the guilty party killed somebody innocent and she's a threat to the church which we have four episodes left that becomes a big um little mini arc in the last four episodes i don't think that aura and francis know that jonah's dead now i think they think that he's just gone on a, a european tour again via leslie I, I think they're bought into that of course they are they are they've been there since the beginning they not only drink the kool-aid they make it they bottle it and then they give you a thing of kool-aid and a gun that's what they do <laughs> apparently yeah they wow and i would have to say that they were hippies in the 70s and for hippies to get to that point it's it's not unheard of but it's a, definitely a transformation so anyway they think that jonah's coming back so they're trying to save the church at all costs and they're not going to question frank at all although they probably should and frank is trying to blackmail leslie and that was something when i saw the camera i was like dude what are you doing is this trying to frame flores are you trying to get leslie too and then he meets with the shining twins and that's what happened it was like wow anyway i'm sure we'll see more of that in the future i'm gonna take it on faith that flores actually disposed of the body somehow before he met his demise which is a whole nother story that's going on this entire time flores and awol yeah you know frank's upset that leslie wants to shut down the church because he's like i need employment and that's my job now detective flores is not exactly happy that pride wants to break everything up and they're no longer going to be the criminal masterminds and he's not going to get a nice little envelope ever so often in order to fix things he's got that big boat payment he's got to make I know he's he's used to that supplemental income and he's also got to split that with his new lieutenant or his right hand man or whatever a wall he's expecting a certain thing and well of course like any sort of corrupt person you're going to keep information on the people you know you're on the take with in order to have employment insurance basically you you want to make sure you protect your investment which is you know, your time your career so he has a nice little collection of blackmail material for pride which awol takes advantage of flores is constantly underestimating people i mean he's underestimating pride really he's underestimating awol he underestimates molly i'm not surprised that flores met the end that he did at the end of this episode no 
And AWOL is a new character. We learn that AWOL is from the neighborhood that Livy and Tamar and Darius are a part of. And Livy, first off, you know, Alex has been trying to figure out if he's still got a girlfriend. But Livy's like, I don't want to talk to you. And she's also has evidence on her phone that Darius couldn't have killed Destiny Flores. And then she actually films the attack AWOL does on the hospital when because Tamar's given birth to the baby and Alex shows up, which how did he know that the baby was born? Unless Livy posted it on social media or something and Alex follows her. I guess that's the only way he probably would have figured that out. He could have figured that out by triangulating her phone and, and finding out what was going on there. But I, I'm going to take it on faith that he was told via either social media or that the location of where, or like she out and out told him, like, don't bother me. My sister's having a baby. I don't want to talk to you. I mean, that's how the conversation could have gone. But Alex finds him. You're right. That's kind of a plot point of, of where did Alex get. But Alex, his superpower is computers. So... I feel like if he wanted to find a location of somebody, he could. Yeah, we find out Alex is good with computers, but awful with people. He really thinks he can step up like his dad and be all gangster. I don't like using that term that way, but that's, I think from Alex's point of view, he thinks he can be that way. He thinks he can be his dad, his mom, and actually make this deal with AWOL and betray his friends and think oh i'm thinking five steps ahead of you and therefore uh, of course this plan is perfect even though awol betrays everybody alex has got in his head that this strategy which has not changed and that's a big point is the way to go he wants to frame his parents they're the big trouble and that's it what he's failing to realize is no plan survives first contact and that things have changed around him. He doesn't realize that AWOL is becoming the power that he is. He doesn't realize what Flores is really trying to do. He doesn't realize what has become. Nobody realizes what the aliens have become. So he's not taking any changes into account, which is very dangerous with a plan. Yes, it's important to stick with a plan in most cases, but you have to keep open to the landscape changing whether it's on the battlefield whether it's in real life a, a football game you know whatever you have to change along with the circumstances and he is refusing to do so and i will take that as his downfall in these two episodes where he gets to the point where he makes the deal with a wall and he is not considering everything else that's happened yeah he's basically acting like his mother his mother oh. thinks that everything is going to go her way. She thinks Darius is an obvious person to frame for Destiny's death. She doesn't even think about Darius could have an alibi, which he does. She just doesn't really think about how it's going to impact everything else. And Jeffrey's trying to make it right with Tamar. And then Tamar gets mixed up with AWOL. And she thinks she has a deal with AWOL. And then he just flips it on everybody because at the end he's kidnapping Livy because he's got his own plan now. And I think AWOL, he hasn't seen the full scope of what the kids can do, but he's seen enough to know that the kids aren't normal kids and that 
he's going to try to be prepared for him. So we'll see if he actually is or not. I mean, if he's allied with Pride and Pride is working weapons against the kids, then maybe some of those weapons go to AWOL. I don't know. And I'm not asking you to prognosticate on it since you've seen the next four episodes. By the way, listener, I have not. I have not seen the last four episodes of The Runaway Season 2, so I am speculating. But yeah, you have the landscape completely changed, which is good because the last episode that we saw before these pair, Jonah died, and then, okay, what do we do from here? And that's a big part of the first half of the first episode that we saw past life. And that's where I got to be the 15-minute point. I was like, okay, where are we going from here? But then it started to move from there. So... Yes, I think Alex's plan is good, and he says he's working so many moves ahead of everybody else that they don't understand where he's at. Yeah, true, but he has not taken into account the changing landscape, so it's good that he's working ahead. It's not good that he's working ahead, but he's not taking into account changes as they go along. He's young. He'll learn. Unfortunately, the runaways will suffer in the process. Unfortunately. There is one thing that happened that I want to talk about, and you kind of alluded to it at the top of the show. It's that small heist that happened at the hotel. They went to the hotel to get the security footage, and they were they were doing the like almost Ocean's Eleven heist thing to get in. So okay, we're not going to use the valet. We're going to go in the side entrance. We're going to avoid security, and then we're going to get in there. And that's how things are going to go. So everything goes according to plan to get them inside the hotel room. But then they see the footage. Alex knows that his mom killed Darius now. And that was the crux of making a deal with AWOL there. Also, something that happened. I have no idea if this is going to come back. But it was the whole Gert going to school on the East Coast at Smith thing. And her application gets thrown into the chocolate fountain. I'm wondering if that application... And please don't prognosticate, uh, Michelle, since you've seen it. But... That's like a loose end that the application, although it could be degraded, it's in the chocolate fountain. I don't think she filled it out yet. Okay. So it was blank. Okay. That's fair. I think she had just finally gotten it and she had opened it and started to contemplate because that that, that's the big question. Where do we go from here? And Alex is still fixated on bringing his parents down and everything, but. It is they're they're actually having that question. Well, we think Jonah's gone. Pride thinks Jonah's gone. The runaways think Jonah's gone. And they think everything's okay, but it's not. And and even though it's still not okay, what do we do about it? Chase and Gert's argument in front of the concierge, for lack of a better term, was was great. They're newlyweds. They're playing newlyweds, and yet they are arguing about like kid stuff is like oh, i don't know okay we're i'm sorry i'm getting out of here which leads to them getting found out later too but i think that was going to happen either way but that argument was that was kind of funny they did play it up over all right you know they got into the robes and then they were arguing back and forth i think it could have gone a different way but chase just couldn't keep his mouth shut and speaking of keeping your mouth shut when you overhear a conversation about how you're getting made, you shouldn't yell out, we need to leave. You should just turn around and leave. <laughs> yeah, you should. Although if they would have turned around, I think they would have been spotted and, hey, you sort of thing. So I think it was going to happen either way. But yeah, right. They were a little bit obvious there. 
because plot, as Neil always says over on the Starling Tribune, right? Well, that was uh, a fun little heist, and that's when Molly gets taken. And then Molly, she took out Flores, you know, was had him above her head because he was sorely underestimating her. And then the team comes to bust her out in their hero moment, and she's already, okay, I'm good, let's go, sort of thing. Yeah, and someone's like, yeah, told you she can take care of herself. I mean, right. she's fine. <laughs> let's move on. And she's not getting as tired as she used to. I think, because, I think it's because she's using her powers more. Yeah, getting trained a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the last four episodes coming up. I'm looking forward to where the season two ends in the pause for us into season three, because season three is just a couple of months away for us because we're so far behind on the runaways. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, Michelle, any last words about these two episodes? Keep an eye on who's acting themselves and who is not acting themselves among the adults. We still got two more lights to account for. All right. Fair enough. Well, next time we talk about the Runaways, we'll be talking about Runaways Season 2, Episode 10, Hostile Takeover, and Season 2, Episode 11, Last Waltz. It might not be our next episode because our next episode is Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. 300. We may or may not have something special for that time. Depends on who's available to podcast. But if we do talk Runaways, we'll talk Hostile Takeover and Last Waltz. So if you have any questions listener or comments or just general synopsis of the runaways that you want us to know about please get a hold of us at all the ways at legends of shield on twitter our discord server gunnygeek.com slash discord or you can email me stargate pioneer at gunnygeek.com Runaways has been fun, Michelle, but we have to say adieu for the week. Yes, we do. We'd like to thank everybody who listens and interacts with us. We appreciate it. And once again, if you think about it, send Lauren a little, hey, how you doing? Text or email or tweet at Sithwitch is her Twitter handle, and she would really appreciate hearing from you. But until next time, I... I'm Director SB. And I am Agent Michelle. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate, Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. So I was cruising along just fine with my engine rebuild this morning. Matter of fact, I was almost to the end. I was like, okay, I've got it to the point where I can just drop it in. Well, not quite. There were some other things I had to do. And um, lo and behold, 
I found a part that goes in the middle of the engine. Oh, gosh. So I got to tear the engine most way apart in order to put it in there. It wasn't on any of the specs or anything, so any of the instructions, so I don't feel bad, but I knew it was there. I also don't know if it needs to go in or not, but I'm going to assume it is. So, well. What's so funny? Uh, it's National Ampersand Day. I'm going to go with the Pediatric Hematology Oncology Nurses Day. Okay. Because uh, my daughter's studying to be a nurse, and a nurse helped save my dad's life. Nurses? Can be awesome. Yep. I hope you have a good week. I'll be doing lots of car stuff because I want that thing done before winter. Oh, I, I hear you. I, I mean, I it, it was beautiful. It was it was all ready on the stack, and I was watching a YouTube video just to make sure I got the little bits and pieces of parts on the. It's called long block. Once you stack it up on the long block. And just making sure all the, the little uh, hooks that are on there correctly and everything. And and then I go over to one of the parts bins that I have because there's more parts where when it's installed in the car, a lot of the air intake, the exhaust manifold, uh, stuff like that. Go in and I'm like, I remember this. Oh, crap. I remember where this was supposed to go. Uh, well, may- maybe it's part of the manifold and I'm just remembering wrong. And then I looked up real quick. And I'm like. It's in the middle. It's in the middle. It's in the short block. This is the middle of the engine. I'm like, no. Wait, you got to take apart a big chunk of it. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. I, I don't know if I was clear or not. Yeah. So I literally have to take apart most of what I've been doing over the last couple of months uh, in order to put it in. And then some of the stuff has rubber gaskets that you actually caulk on. So I've got mm-hmm. to clean the surfaces off. Uh, luckily, I don't have to clean the whole parts, but I have to clean the surfaces off before I slap them on. And then the gasket that I put on is better than the gasket that was there. So it's harder to take the stuff off. And like, dang. So it'll go a little faster because I know what I'm doing. But it's still going to take time. Like I wanted to drop the engine next Saturday and there's stuff I have to do in the car too. But I don't think I'm going to make it for Saturday. We'll see. We'll see. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2019.